What up, guys? Tech Talk. I'm here today with Chris Libby. What's up? Forgot his name for a second. <laughs> Thought you were waiting on me to fill my name yeah. in. And then we got Bam Bam Lee. And we got Trevor Trev. I, I actually was waiting, but you didn't say anything, so I just... Yeah, we both kind of went at the same time. Yeah, what we just else? looked at each other, made that yeah, eye contact. Yeah. Like, <clears throat> we Let's make it weird. Let's make, yeah. Oh, dude, I got onto a kid today. And I just got quiet because I was like, whoever speaks first in this matter. I was going to ask you if you did that intentionally because I did see something like interrogation. You make, like, the perpetrator, like, whoever is being interrogated, you make them speak first. Do you? Yes, because if they're guilty, awkward silence kills them. They just start talking. They can't stand the silence. Gotcha. So I was going to ask you if you did that on purpose. Yes, I did do it on purpose. But I did not know... So that was an interrogation tactic. Yes. I just knew that um, he needed it. Yeah. Uh, so it's it's funny. Uh, I'll, I'll let the rest of the world know what's kind of going on. We got a kid that was one of my students. Another kid that is uh, part of our school informed us that that kid was acting out in bullying behaviors. And then we had some teachers saying this other kid was bullying other kids and things like that. And so I called the kid's mom and said, hey, I want to talk to him. She's like, what's going on? And I was like, don't worry about all that. Just if you can, bring this kid up here. I know y'all haven't been members in a little while, but I want to talk to him. So I got him in the office, and I basically asked him, I was like, hey, man, what have you been doing that you shouldn't have been doing? Obviously, the kid wanted to be quiet. Hey, listen to that. Train. Yeah, we missed it for a couple of weeks. Hey, it's cool, though. I'm glad to have it back. I think it's like part of our podcast at this point. Anyway, uh, kid uh, sat down and I asked him, hey, what have you been doing? What do you, you know, and he's like, oh, nothing. I want to come back. I'm like, oh, you want to come back and train? All right. So uh, what have you done? Why are you in my office? He says, I feel like I'm in trouble. And I was like, okay. What have you done to be sitting in my office? And he kind of sat there. And I just sat there. And then I thought to myself, I was like, whoever talks first kind of loses this, this battle. You lose that power, that authority. Yeah. And I, so I was just like, all right, cool. I got plenty of time. We'll hang out. And I was looking at him. And I asked him a couple of questions. And then I just got quiet. And I sat there and waited. And he was super nervous, and he was sitting there, and he was like, uh, uh, uh. And then I seen his eyes, I seen him break, and I was like, all right. You know, um, I heard some things, and I want to hear your side or whatever. He told me, he denied it pretty much, but then he said another kid was doing it, and he, he, was, he wasn't the one doing it. He just witnessed it. And I said, you didn't say anything. He's like, no. I said, that's just as bad. I was like, it's not the person that's being mean to you that makes you feel bad. It's like when somebody's trying to bully you or say something and make you feel it's the people around that's going, ooh, or the people around that's laughing. That's what makes you feel bad. Because you remember all the laughing faces. You remember that no one stepped up to help you. And you don't know whether the people that are laughing are enemies 
or friends, if they're going to help the bullet, you don't know. So it's even more terrifying. And I said, you, you were an enabler. I was like, you know what would have stopped that? I was like, judging from your perspective, what you told me, you know what would have stopped it? For you to have some morals and step up and go, hey, man, chill out. That's all it would have took to de-escalate it, and it would be over. That's it. Like, you, you wouldn't have had to fight the guy. You wouldn't have done. At most, everyone else would agree, like, this kid's being a dick, and this kid stood up to him. Like, that's just how it works. And I've, I've heard people say, oh, then you're making a target on yourself and this now. Cool. And well, I can take it. So can they. You know what I'm saying? Like, especially you trained with me for that long. This kid has one of the best head and arm throws of any kid I've ever trained. This kid could throw that other kid on his back immediately. And uh, he didn't say anything, so that was just as bad. But that's not what we heard. What we heard is he's actually taking part in it, and he's partaking in the bullying himself. But I scared him to death today. How'd that go, Val? I think it went... Uh, went well. Uh, I think he got the point across. Because it seemed like he was just, uh, he was there but not there. Like, listening to you and was just, not like, agreeing, waiting until you get done, go home, nothing will change. And you scared him and you had his attention then. <laughs> what age group was this kid, if you don't mind me asking? How you ain't got to say it. He's like 11 or 12. Yeah. No, 14. Remember we asked? Oh, yeah, 14. he's 14. And he's just, uh, he is smaller, though. He is smaller, but what got me, how he became a bully, like, because uh, right after he had quit, he was actually being bullied and stuck up for himself. Yeah. And now he's on the other side, and I'm like, hmm. man, like. Yeah, he was, he was being bullied. And so he knows what it feels like. And yeah, I scared him to death today. So um, I like sitting in the chair and I was talking to him like I'm talking to you guys. And he just gave me this smirk like. Yeah, okay. Yeah, okay. And I just jumped up really hard. I didn't mean to. But like when I jumped up, my thighs hit the under of the desk. Mm. And everything just exploded and just went everywhere. And he turned and run. God dang, I might too. And uh, <laughs> he, he turned and run and I caught him. <laughs> and I was looking at him and I was just like, and my eyes were just huge. And I said, how do you feel right now? He's crying. He just started crying. So why are you crying? I haven't done anything. I said, you see how you feel right now? That's how you made that kid feel. Mm. I'm like, does that feel good? Because I don't like to see you cry. I don't feel good to me. Did it feel good to you to make someone else feel that way? Does how you're feeling right now feel good? He said, no, sir. I said, dude, don't ever let me hear about this ever again. And then I gave him the whole sheepdog speech. Um, you know, you got sheep and you got the wolves. Wolves are capable of violence, but, uh, you know, the whole spirit. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. And the sheepdogs are capable of violence, but they choose to control it and to protect the sheep. Told him to be a sheepdog. Anyway, uh, I just, like, come up, <clears throat> and it scared him to death. I've done it before. 
uh, with one of our kids that's one of our mainstays in the gym. Yeah, changed his life. So I'm hoping that this sparked some change in this kid too. Well, he was supposed to come back for adult class. Yeah, but his mom also told me uh, that she didn't think she was going to be able to make it. Okay. That she had to cook supper tonight, like her husband was coming home at a certain time. So Is there she, plans maybe for him to come back? Uh, she said she's got some stuff to do, but she appreciated me taking the time with him and spending up, like, talking to him. And, like, it was really, it's really good. Not because I'm scaring him or whatever, but the way I handle things, I feel like is very unorthodox. But at the same time, I treat, I, I don't treat kids like kids. I never mm-hmm. have. I've never, like, my kid, my, like, my, my, all three of my girls, I've never treated them like kids. You've never heard me go, like, oh, baby, baby, what is it? Mm-hmm. It's like, what? What's wrong? All right, let's talk about it. Why are you feeling the way you're feeling? No, it don't matter. Even when they was two or three years old, I'm like, hey, why are you whining? Why are we whining? Is that, is that what we do? Like, I talk to them just like I would you. If you were sitting up here whining, I'm like, dude, why are you whining? Is that, is that going to give you your way? Like, I talk to them exactly like I would anyone. And I, I find that when you treat kids like humans instead of kids. Yeah, like, coddling them. Yeah. What'd you say? Coddling. Yeah, instead of coddling them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel like it becomes that. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it becomes like, oh, he's going to respect me. But I'm going to have to answer for my shit. Mm. I'm going to have to own up or do whatever it is because he's not going to be, he's not going to call to me. He's not going to, uh, he's not going to be nice about it. If I did some messed up shit, mm. then I'm going to have to answer for right. it. And, and that's just how I raise my kids. That's how I coach my kids here too. And I try to do the same thing, especially when you have a kid like, it's a contact sport, so maybe a kid getting aggravated or a kid gets hurt, and I go ask them, you know, what's going on? If they can't get their words out, I'll tell them, like, I, calm down. Let's figure this out. I need you to talk. Like, I don't know what's going on unless you tell me. You have to tell me. Yeah, and I think, uh, that's, what, I think that's what sets our, our program apart, though. We don't, we're not in here running a kid's program like a kid's program. We're running it like they're competitors, and they're in bullyproof program, and we treat it real – Right. Obviously, we're not hard asses, but at the same time, we let them grow into right. who they need to become. We don't just expect them to be that person overnight, but we definitely uh, lead them in that direction. Right. Well, I think this would be a great segue because uh, we have a new guest yeah. talking about, and uh, I think it's actually true to get his perspective because not only does he train in the adult program, his wife also trains, and they have two boys that are in the Bullyproof program. So, yeah, and just to put this out there, the man is a hell of a tattoo artist. If you guys follow me at all, you've seen my Ninja Turtle tattoo. It says a gentleman's wager. Yeah. This is the man that done it. Well, if you're at the end, uh, you give him a chance to put out his social media. That way, maybe you get some followers. And I think he's already out. got too many. He's already <laughs> booked the rest of the year. So. I, I, I mentioned something to him like, I, I'm, I'm ready to make a booking. Like, everyone has a tattoo. You know the feeling. Like You just get an urge. Like, okay, it's time. I need a yeah. new one. Like I got to get one. <laughs> All right, so um, for, we're going to let you give us your thoughts on the program and like what, what it felt like coming in your first day, what jiu-jitsu was like, what it is to you now, all of that stuff. Just let us have it. Oh, 
Mm-hmm. So like, you guys right. suck. So <laughs> come, yeah, nah, man, I, dude, I love it, man. I, I enjoy the shit out of it, dude. Uh, it's similar to what I thought it was, but not quite. Um, had you had any experience, like any uh, thought training before, or even watch MMA on TV? Or oh yeah, anything? yeah, yeah. So I, you know, I wa- used to watch a bunch of UFC, like. Uh, I don't know, back in high school, post-high school. I don't really watch. We don't have cable TV or anything like that now. So um, I haven't been watching it lately. But, yeah, I mean, I've, I've watched it before. I was familiar with okay. what jiu-jitsu was and that kind of stuff. Um, and, you know, of course, I heard Joe Rogan talk about it and all that good stuff. Gotcha. So, um, but, yeah, you know, I, don't, I guess I thought it was more of like a grittier kind of, I don't know, surprisingly kind of fluid and – not always gentle, but way more, you know, you ain't just like smashing, smash, smash, you know, it's not, it ain't quite that. So right. There's greediness <laughs> to it, yeah, but it's not the finesse. entire time. Right. Like yeah. It's super finesse. You know, I didn't, I guess I didn't understand like just how deep the layers, you know, go like you can learn a move and then drill it, you know, a hundred times. You still don't know anything about them. You know what I mean? Like there's so many like little details, like. You know, do your toes like this, or you know, if your shoulders <laughs> an inch this way, it makes a huge. You know, so that it part does. of it's yeah. like my, I, you know, I love like complex stuff like that. It's like yeah. multi layers. And jujitsu is one of those. Like I'm really starting to, I, like I say, understand it, but I'll never understand it. But there's moves I've been taught, been trained over four years now. Not tonight. He taught a move that he's taught more than once before. I know. You still and learn new. I'm stuff. still. I yeah. still pick up new yeah. things. So cool. Cause, yeah, because I know, like you still learn, so you'll tweak your moves too, playing with it. So you then you show me something new. I'm like, I don't remember this from two years ago, but th- yeah, okay, yes, let's do this. <laughs> but, yeah, well, look, the the move we went over tonight was Von Flu. So for the guys that are out there, uh, the guys that are out there listening, whatever, Von Flu is basically if somebody's trying to grab you in like a, a guillotine, which is like another type of choke. Um, you trap their arm around your own neck and use your shoulder and your weight to finish them from side control. And um, I used to pull people towards me into it and then just kind of cut myself in half. Now I kind of step in and turn them on their side as I cut myself in half. Same same mechanics, same exact mechanics, but I found that big, strong guys was lifting my hips and pushing me back down like they were trying to get me away. And now the way I do it, it doesn't matter if they do that. I just stay heavy, and their arm will give out, or they'll go to sleep, or both. Their arm will give out, then they'll go to sleep. So that is what it is on that. Yeah. But like it's just like you said, there's so many little fine details. Mm-hmm. And I'm never going to stop learning. I'm constantly trying to improve. Those those millisecond of reaction times, the timing, the, the getting to this proper position, having your palm up, palm down grips, having your arm closer, having a good frame, like the way you're framing, the way you're hanging, like all of these different things, you start finessing the smallest things and it just changes your game hugely. Anyway, how's your wife like? And I'm like, do y'all do y'all train together? Do y'all roll together? We, like, I kind of know the answer to that, but I also uh, yeah, uh, yeah. She so she likes it. She's having a bunch of like kind of 
medical issues like pain stuff. Um, it's pretty rough on her body, even just, you know, like just sometimes just drilling in class certain moves where she's carrying like weight on her torso, you know, she's got a, a bad back. So she's been aching a lot. Um, so we're trying to get some of that under control. It's a little discouraging, you know, to her because she feel, feels like she can't train yeah, much yeah, that and then just yeah um, she likes it she's just uh, a little frustrated so i think that's part of it man i think that is a i think that that is a hundred percent part of getting good at jiu-jitsu though mm. you go through times where you're injured you go through times where you're uh you just go through times man like where you're you're like, fuck this shit. I don't want to do it anymore. Right. This sucks. Yeah. And then you go through times where you're like, man, I'm loving this. Like, I'm just doing everything. And it'll shift from day to day. It won't mm -hmm. even be like a week It's or just nightly for me sometimes. <laughs> yeah, like, that's what I'm it, saying. From roll to roll. Like, have a great roll. Then, like, I want to kill myself. And then the next, the third <laughs> roll, I'm like, okay, I'm back. Like, it, just that quickly. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what I'm talking about. It's like, it changes. Mm -hmm. And... For me, it's not so much not denied anymore, but sometimes I'll get around people that, like, in my mind, they started after me. They, I've got this amount of experience. I've been doing this for 20 years, um, blah, 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 and then they'll give me a hard time. They won't even be, like, killing me. They'll just give me a hard time, and I'm like, fuck, why have I been, why is it taking me this long to get this good, and they're getting this good? And they've only been training a quarter mm. of the time that I'm training. And then I have to remind myself that I'm making everyone better around me. And I'm giving them details to shit that took me months, years to learn. And I'm just handing it to them like, yeah. oh, here. Yeah, this, this right here, this grip, this is what makes this work really good. Whereas I had to learn through trial and error because I didn't have, a, I didn't have someone showing me this stuff. I'm a 144-pound guy, and I'm training with 200-pound men. I didn't have anybody fine-tuning or telling me, oh, yeah, if you just, you know, pull this into your, your body or turn your wrist here, like, or yeah. you just set into it with your weight here, it makes a difference. I had to play with it, get beat up, mm -hmm. and then figure it out. So, yeah, so uh, what do you think about the Bullyproof program? Because I mentioned earlier two of your boys train. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And yeah, I forgot. I, I love it. Like the way they carry themselves, they're funny. They pick up <laughs> fast. Like they're, I like having your boys in a program. So, what do you think about it? Uh, man, I love it, dude. I think it's awesome for them. They seem to love it. Uh, like genuinely enjoy it. Um, so you don't have to make them come. Like they, they're ready. To no, come. like they asked, like, are we going to jujitsu? And like sometimes, like if Ashley's feeling bad or if we got too much stuff going on, like especially if we were like, hey, we might, if me and Ashley, if they hear us talking about maybe trying to make class, you know like tonight or something like that earlier in the day and they hear that and then when they find out later like we're not going to jiu-jitsu they're like oh man they're all bummed but i think it's good for them man i've noticed they tend to be less violent with each other at home since they started to like they're not okay yeah feel like they get a lot of that competitive like you know dude so, energy out here i know y'all have a third son plans to mm -hmm. sign him up when he gets old enough then oh yeah yeah he want, I'm pretty sure he'd sign up now if he could. Uh, he'll stay at home. Won't go ju. Won't, what was he say? Won't go jitsu. Won't go jitsu. Yeah, he'd get out he? two and a couple months. Oh, man, I'm terrible with ages. Okay. Two. Yeah. What did say two? Yeah. There you go. That's good. 
Yeah. People that don't know what it is, they always, like, like my family, like my sister and mom, like, they still mix it up. My sister's better about it. I think she does it on purpose just to mess with me, that brother-sibling, <laughs> yeah. you know, sister rivalry thing. But my mom, like, she calls it everything but jujitsu. Like, the, the juju, the gigi, what is it? <laughs> Judo. <I> think, <laughs> but uh, she's getting it. Um, I think the funniest was uh, it was a uh, it was actually a tattoo artist. I went to get a tattoo with some of our previous members up in uh, Macon, and uh, it's just the way she uh, she said it. Like I was, I had just come back from an injury, and I was talking about it with Corey. It was Corey and Beth, and the tattoo artist was tattooing Beth. And I'm like, what happened? Someone jitzed your Jew? <laughs> <laughs> and to this day, that's still one of the funniest things I've ever heard. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, just your so, uh, mentioning that about tattoo artists, uh, how long have you been tattooing? And like, did you have another career before that? Like, mm. how did you get on this path? And we're going on ten years now, so uh, it's like nine and a half ish now. So okay, next what June or something like that'll be ten years. Um, and did you do something before this, and you just made the decision, like you know what? I just dicked off, man. I worked part-time at a pharmacy and I went to college just cause that's what kids were supposed to do. And gotcha. You know, uh, yeah. I mean, I guess I've always been interested in it. Um, in high school, I used to have like a little, little notepad and I draw a little tattoo design. It'd be a little shitty tribal stuff and just, you know, stupid crap, but I'd carry that thing around and folks would get me to Sharpie it on them. Little temporary tattoos, you know, even back in like, well, probably yeah, middle school or, like early high school or something like that. So that may have been middle school, actually. School. So was the transition difficult uh, from just drawing to oh, yeah. using a tattoo oh, gun? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I heard – I have a friend that was really good at drawing, and someone <laughs> mentioned to him, so he got, like, some leather or cow, cowhide, mm-hmm. pig skin, something, and a tattoo gun, he goes, there's no way. Like, oh, yeah. He said yeah. he just couldn't do it. Yeah, right. dude. You it's, practice on yellow melons. Never practiced on a melon. I did some, I messed around on some oranges, I think. I had some practice skin. Um, I had some pig hide, like from a butcher shop, a slab of pig skin that I diddled around on. None of it really compares to like a squishy, like breathing person that like moves and muscles tense and that kind of stuff. And then, you know, like, uh, I mean, the oranges are kind of good because you're like moving around a tight radius, but like. You know, drawing on flat paper is like one thing where your arm's braced. Right. It's nice and it's flat. And then the vibration of the tattoo smooth. Yeah, the thing's heavy like it, it's the tip out of your hand backwards. And you're having to, you know, you're not just bearing down with it. You're floating it, you know, because if you yeah. just bury it down. You're going to cut them. Right. That, well, if you're running too hard, you'll cut them. If you just bury it down, it's going to go down, you know, into the deeper layers of skin. And that ink's just going to spread. Out. Yeah. It's going to be a mess. So Yeah. I, so I do... Um, I do those, uh, so what is that, S&P, mm-hmm. micro scalp pigmentation yeah, so or whatever. so you're very familiar with it. And, uh, man, if you, those are very shallow. Mm-hmm. They don't even go to the, they don't even go as deep as like a regular tattoo artist. And uh, you'll get a blowout with that, those little fine needles. Mm-hmm. And it'll, it'll turn their head like, it'll be like, Boof, Just instantly just, bruised, yeah. Yeah. You'll see that ink just bruising and then you, out. Like, if you do that to somebody, you're... Like you might as well just stop yeah, and no go ahead and it. pay for them to have laser. <laughs> yeah, right, hundred percent. There's gosh. some weird stuff with uh, certain green pigments. I'm not sure entirely what it is, but uh, there's some. There's a certain little range of green pigments that turn people blue that will bloom out through the 
the subcutaneous fat. Uh, I've seen it a whole bunch of times, mainly with women. Maybe it's just because they've got softer, uh, fattier skin. Did it? But that green will bloom out, and they'll have like a real, just very faint bruise, like greenish, bluish bruise look around their tattoo that you can't get rid of at all. With you in the tattoo industry, I've I've never talked to a tattoo artist about this. I just see it like on social media, on either on like YouTube or uh, Instagram. Mm. A couple trends, and I don't know. I'll just tell you what it is, and you can tell me, like, oh, that sounds cool, or I'd, I'd, there's no way I would do that. One was they did, like, a, a green screen. That way they could just scan, like, a phone over it, and it would have whatever they wanted to on it. And they did, like, a design, like a Rick and Morty design, and, like, a green screen behind them or something, where they yeah, could just do whatever. Yeah, cool. And then another one I saw was they actually used, like, neon ink to where it was, like, glow in the dark. Mm-hmm. So when yeah, they turned yeah, the lights yeah, off or yeah. black light, it was a different picture mm-hmm. or, like, a city and didn't look like a city at night with lots. Oh, that's cool. So, what do you think about like those trends? Mm, gimmicks. Gimmicks. Yeah, I mean, they won't. They've been around like the glow in the dark ink, the the UV stuff's been around for a while. I've never even tried to tattoo. I was about to say, with would it, yeah. it last as long? Or I don't. I mean, I have my doubts that it's gonna, right. you know, stay active for you know. Well, like you say, gimmick. It looks cool, yeah. but I just didn't know the. Like how long will it last? And then how many light? times are you gonna be under a black light? You it, know, like it, exactly. Right. So you're kind of you and know then like, like the green screen. How often are you like oh check this out and just hold your phone over? Right, or right, right. And then you know if that green's not tattooed solid or in ten years when it starts to get blotchy, you mm-hmm. lose the whole effect. Right. So me personally, I'm just more of a fan of just a good solid tattoo for what it is. Do you have a certain the, tattoo uh, genre or like artistry that you prefer? Mm-hmm. <sighs> I mean, it changed, like, it evolves over, you know, the course of a career. Like, I started off, and all I wanted to do was, like, uh, you know, bold color, illustrative stuff with fat outlines and uh, high contrast and stuff like that, all hand-drawn, and I've kind of shifted over now. I do mostly black and gray realism, you know, or, you know, it looks more like a photograph on someone's skin, so. Is there anything you want tattoo? Don't do tribal, um... Don't really do like little, I don't know, some little dainty, you know, sticker tattoos. Right, the watercolor stuff. I mean, anything that's not going to age well. Um, you know, obviously, tribal ages well. You can't get rid of this yet, but <laughs> uh, you know, like the little, I don't know. It's real trendy with girls, especially these days, to get like the little tiny tattoos that are like real pastel looking. Uh, it was watercolor, you know, about five years ago, that thing, you know, watercolor stuff was super popular, but the little, the low contrast pastel, little dainty stuff like that, just dude, it doesn't look good. You know, I got like you. In 15 years, you know, it's like, what is that? You know? So yeah. I like doing uh, big stuff. You're about to ask a question. I, I think I cut you off. Yeah. There was a thing like, it was like an ugly gorilla or something like somebody made this ugly drawing. It was like. And then it become a trend for tattoo artists. Sucky Panther, maybe. Yeah, yeah son. Sucky Panther. <laughs> have you ever done one? No, unfortunately, I have. I started drawing up some Sucky Panther flash. I never got far on it. Um, like flash sheets, just a sheet of designs. Like, hey, pick a design, get it tattooed. Um, I started drawing some. Uh, I think I only got one design done, and then I lost it. But it was like a shark with the sucky <laughs> panther face from the shark body. Do y'all uh, know? Do y'all have a no, clue what we're talking I have about? No idea. Dude, so uh, we we got this thing over here where where we can start sharing it with on the the internet, like 
so when we do these these podcasts, we can post that right into it. But we're not gonna bring it up to to now unless Trevor wants to do that. Like if you want to find it and try to bring it up, find it over here. It's all the same. Kind of bring it up on the the screen. But (laughs) it's like this thing that somebody screwed up. Started with that. It started yeah, with that. Yeah, like so that, that was, was the OG. Somebody, that was somebody's actual tattoo. We're fixing to show it to you guys in yeah, a second. So it became a trend. Well, it become a trend to try to make it better. Basically a meme. It just turned into like yeah. a, a meme that people get on their bodies now. And and, yeah, it's like, and they, <laughs> they would try to use that and then make it better, mm-hmm. but still use... Yeah, the Bad. same structure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The same structure. They'll put it. Man, I've seen so many good ones. It's uh, and, yeah, it's, um, it's hilarious. If you make that maximize right there and just click competition, it'll show up in that window over there. Okay. So wait, what? Uh, maybe uh, maybe YouTube video. I wonder how much of this while he's doing that. Uh, in your camera, Coach Jimmy. Uh, like you can see them sparring in the cage. I wonder how much. Yeah, you can see it. I think it's cool. I just. <laughs> yeah, on our, on our cameras back here behind yeah. us. I just uh, wonder how much they can make there, out. There it is. That's the uh, uh, if you make that big, it'll just cover up the whole screen. Just maximize it. Yeah, <laughs> there. And that's not the OG one. That is like somebody colored that one in, and that actually made that one look pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> but there's Chuck. a. They made Chucky. They. It's just like a meme now where. Is that the real? That's the original. Yeah, that's yes. the OG. So some real shitty artist and tattooer did that on somebody, and then it found its way onto the internet. Uh, they're like, I follow some pages that only post like just god awful tattoos, <laughs> and uh, this just happens to be one that people like grabbed onto and started redrawing with different, uh, <laughs> using that same you know mouth structure and everything in the eyes and just. I mean, I've yeah. seen, uh, I follow a page that just, that's all they do. Just sucky panther it's stuff. It's just yeah. sucky panther <laughs> stuff. And it's so funny because you'll see, like, uh, there was just Chucky on there. Um, you'll see, like, Bigfoot. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just crazy. That's why I was asking, like, if you've ever done one of those. Mm-hmm. No, Do you want to? I'd be down. Oh, yeah. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. Their body, whatever. Bam, yeah. there's your you, next tattoo. No, I don't want that. <laughs> no, you, no. You, you pick it, I'll stick it. <laughs> Hold on. One million subscribers, Jimmy will get a Sucky Panther tattoo. Hey. Yeah, <laughs> hey, uh, I'm down for that. <laughs> what? Yeah. I don't know about all We this. agree to it for you. Okay. <laughs> we'll I, still gotta, I still got to get a jiu-jitsu tattoo. Yeah, you do. I got to put that on you. I got to stop. I want to do something like with it, like Taylor was saying, or just. Dude, uh, Beth uh, got the chest pieces. I know. That's so dope. It is. She got like the chest pieces and they had belts mm-hmm. around them. Yeah, so, so pond. Like, I don't yeah. know. Did she do pond or did she start with Rook? Uh, yeah. Because you have more chest pieces yeah. than you do belts. Yeah, she started with pawn, I think, but it was like yeah. pawn, mm-hmm. Rook, Knight, Bishop. Bishop. She King. skipped one, Bishop or Knight. Yeah. Or maybe it was just bishop, knight, rook, king, and queen. Because you had red bell. So no pawns. But I don't think she did red bell. I think she stopped that. Black? Yeah. I don't remember. But I, that tattoo was fire. That yeah, was it was. That was a good-ass tattoo. When I first started, before I got my blue bell, I got a few saved on my phone of, like, just the journey. And I think the best one that I thought about, just simple, instead of, like, making a design. I like chess pieces. I've seen one that was, like, a spider, and each leg was a different color mm-hmm. belt. I think the one I decided on was just one that was really cool. 
was a guy had got the belts down his rib cage and it looked like it was going into his ribs, but he would only get them colored in once he earned that belt. Oh. But I didn't want something that I would have to constantly, yeah, like that big of a deal, yeah. like have just blank belts that big. Mm-hmm. So I thought about maybe the front of my shoulder or something, colored in the belts, but then underneath each belt, fill in the year as I get the it. Date. The date. The yeah, date. You come back and add it in. Yeah. Just to add the that date. way you have the belts colored and all. It still looks good mm-hmm. as standalone, but then you just add the date. Because I think that ribcage, once it's done, it's going to be fire. But he has whole. Yeah, walking around with an incomplete. Yeah, tattoo. whole belt. What if he breaks his. Well, yeah, what if he gets hurt and then can't get his. Right. Yeah. But I was going to. I just want to share with it. I think this mm-hmm. is a good uh, time to share it since we have a tattoo artist. I just heard about it recently, too. And I think it was on one of Josh's podcasts. He had a guy, a guest on there that uh, he's a diver and he lost his eyesight. Like he's completely blind in one eye and only has like so much percent in the other eye. And and what does this have to do with our tattoo artist? I'll tell you. I'll get to it. He has a documentary. I dive too. That, whoa, whoa, wait well, a no, he, Well, he does videos and some of them are funny and stuff online. He actually has a documentary about him going blind called Diving Through Darkness. Uh, but anyway... They set up this gimmick where they uh, took one of their buddies to a tattoo shop and let the blind guy tattoo him. And they signed waivers and stuff. And it was, I think it was on the guy's like butt cheek. And they played like tic-tac-toe. And the blind guy was doing, did the tattoo. And the tattoo, like, I don't know what shop it was. I may be mixing up the stories, but I know he did a tattoo and I know a tic-tac-toe game was done. But the tattoo artist like, that owned the shop thought they were playing with him and they're like, Cause he like saying like start making up things like do these waivers and all like thinking he'll scare them off, and they're like they sign everything they put. And he's like, wait, y'all for real? They're like, listen, either this tattoo is getting done in your shop or we're going down the road to another shop. Like it's getting done somewhere, <laughs> and we have because they have a big following. We have this many subscribers. It's free publicity for you. Like the ball's in your court. Can we do it or not? <laughs> and they did it. Like. Mm. They played tic-tac-toe on a man's butt cheek. With a blind guy. And the blind guy was doing a tattoo. Yes. Would you let someone come in your shop and do that? Well, that ain't my shop, so... (laughs) I mean, I'd be down with it. Uh, I don't know if our health department would like that a lot or not. We're we're kind of regulated. everybody's just got gloves and shit on, I guess. Maybe they wouldn't find it. A bunch of waivers like that guy, like, you gotta sign everything. Like, what's your social? We need everything. I guess to be (laughs) kosher, they'd have to get... Temporary licenses and all this nonsense. We just have to hope the health department didn't subscribe to their channel, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I just thought that was a funny story. Yeah, that's nuts. <laughs> Letting a blind guy play tic tac toe on your ass. It's hilarious. <laughs> I'd let him pay me to do that. I, my, well, I met this guy in, in person. Station. I met this guy in person. Yeah. I actually went to Josh's studio when he had a party. and I, I want to see the damn tattoo. Yeah. Oh, I got to find out. I know the guy's name, so I'll go look up the documentary and get his name and look up his channel, and it's on there somewhere. I got gotcha. okay. you. Have, what's the most crazy, ridiculous thing ever happened to you or that you have ever wanted or somebody ever wanted or just the, the craziest story mm. that you could think of? Like while you in a tattoo shop that you knew penance, that you knew two years this is gonna be a cover up. <laughs> well, there's one that I didn't do, and I'll forever live with regret for this. This ghetto lady came in. It's probably like my first year, year and a half of tattooing. She was wanting to get Latroy's bottom bitch across <laughs> her butt cheeks or lower back <laughs> or something like that, and I was like, oh god, this is a fucking train wreck. Um. But anyway, did the whole like, yeah, da 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 da. 
I can't remember exactly everything that was said. More or less, I kind of gave her a price that was a little high or said I didn't have time that day or something like that. Anyway, trying to blow her off. She came back the next day and wanted it. And then I was like, all right. I tried to explain to her like what a bottom bitch was and why she doesn't want to be permanently labeled a bottom bitch. She still wasn't having it. I can't remember. I just, maybe I told her I wasn't going to do it or... I don't know. But anyway, I regret not doing that tattoo because it would have been a way better story had I done it. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, was, how did how did you try to explain what a bottom bitch was? <laughs> like, I want to hear this. I don't, man, I don't remember I don't, what see, I said to her. My mind went to like, oh, maybe she is. <laughs> <laughs> well, so I've heard, I've heard, I'm not an expert on bottom bitches. So there's two different, I've heard. <laughs> Are some, you sure? I've heard some different <laughs> lingo for it. So like. You know, if you got five hoes and three of them are top, uh, you know, like, I want this one tonight. She can't come. I want this one tonight. She's got a boyfriend. I want this one tonight. Whatever. She's busy. The last one you call, that's your bottom bitch. She may be ugly. Her breast stinks. Whatever. You know, the one you don't want, but last resort. I've also heard that a pimp running a ring of hoes, his number one earner, is the bottom bitch. So now that I know that, I'm thinking maybe she was his number one earning hoe. See, that's, that's where my mom went. Yeah, she so was the bottom bitch is the one that you can count on. Regardless. Yeah, that's my bottom it's bitch. She got my there. back. She's yeah. always got my back yeah. regardless. Yeah. So. All I thought about was South Park, Butter's bottom bitch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I don't know if y'all seen that episode. <clears throat> I've never watched. Uh, Butter turns into a pimp running schoolgirls giving kisses on the <laughs> playground. And he has a bottom bitch. That is awesome. But our boy Trevor has looked it up for us. Okay. What you got, little Trev? So we'll start with the top. Let's bring up the window capture again. <laughs> so top one. A gay person who prefers to be on the bottom during sexual intercourse <laughs> between two men. <laughs> don't think that's what nah, she meant. I don't by, think that was nah, her. Don't think so. All right. And le- well, I don't know. The second one. <laughs> I did assume her gender. Lowest person on the totem pole in a specific group, also known as the Zeta. See, we always referred to, like, the ugly girl that nobody wanted to bang but would wind up with as the bottom, you know, as Not the bottom always. bitch. Where I come from, it's always the one that has your back. Is yeah, the, um, okay. I just know because She's of the prostitute thing because of South Park. This was when they get some. This is bottom bitching. When girls who live together sync up their periods, the one who's sync <laughs> to is the bottom, who is faintly superior to the others. Well, there you go. There you have it, folks. The weakest person who gets picked on the most by everyone in the group. <laughs> a man or woman can utilize the bottom. This bottom is a female that is considered the lowest on a scale of 1 to 10 when compared to the pool of females what? that a man or woman could utilize in their sex life. Yeah. Typically bottom will be down for a very sexual encounter at moments notice yeah see uh, yeah that's what, so what in my youth up on? urban dictionary that's, okay in my youth that's the term you know we use bottom bitch that meaning a bottom bitch and i didn't find out until later that it was the ho- uh, pimp's number one yeah and see that's yeah. what i thought it was <clears throat> but again that's based off south park i can tell you where that's where a lot of my knowledge comes from so it's not reliable that's, i mean <laughs> You know what? Thinking back, I think that lady looked at me like I was an idiot when I tried to tell her what a bottom bitch, what I thought a bottom bitch was. I guess she thought, <laughs> I guess she thought that she was the other kind of bottom bitch. The other kind. Mm-hmm. So, uh, all right. So, 
That's that's the one you regret. Yeah, I wish what's I'd the, have done that one. What's the craziest that you have done? I don't know. No regrets. Mm. <laughs> Is it regrets or regrets? <laughs> I don't know. I think it's regrets. No regrets. Not uh, even one letter. Not, not one. Not no, sure. no, not just one letter. I've always been like a little kind of picky. Like if someone comes up with just comes in with too big of a train wreck, I'm like, I don't want nothing to do with that. You know what I mean? Because they got to walk around with this ridiculous thing. Like, if it's just not going to be a good tattoo. And, you know, so yeah, sometimes I avoid it. Cover-ups that you yeah. was like, holy, no. Yeah. I can't do Hell that. Hell no. So I'm pretty sure. I know we talked about, like, my shoulder, actually, and what you could do with it. Yeah. What's wrong with your shoulder? I just want to get redone. It's the very first tattoo I got done. But I want to keep the theme of it. Uh, and he had, like, he's a man that I want to get done. Like, just what he said he would do. Okay. I don't remember what I said, by the way. Hey, but we'll figure it out again. You'll get it and figure it out again. Don't take it. Like, Dona, I, my coworker today was just uh, asking me about getting tattooed. And, like, we talked about something before. And I even taken a picture of a tattoo that I'm supposed to cover up on his leg. And then I forgot all about it. I was like, well, when what? we show it again, what? your next idea might be even better. So it's okay. a good thing. Well, Dona trains with uh, Steven at 10th yeah. Planet Perry. Yeah. Yep, yep. His kid uh, is Casper. Mm hmm. Yeah, they train over there at Tenth Planet Perry and um, under Stephen Aiken, under my coach. So he's got a really good coach. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Do uh, uh, you ever have anyone come in with uh, quotes or a different language, Latin or anything? Uh, do you verify or just go what they you say? You know like what? I did tattoo some dates on a girl's wrist one time, and it was like it's like a grandma's. I don't know. It's like a memorial tattoo. Like, do you she do gave me the wrong. I think she gave me the wrong dates and came back in. She tried to blame you or was like, oh, my bad? Like, she apologized, like, I gave you the wrong dates? What did well, she try yeah, to blame Yeah, she just you? basically came in there like, oh, no, these dates are wrong. And we were like, well, I mean, you kind of gave me the permit. dates. I mean, I don't know what to do with it. Um, I don't think I ever believe I ever, uh, I think I ever, she ever came to me, get back to get it fixed. Because it was like the next day, like, couldn't work on her anyway. You yeah. know, I had to heal or whatever. But, yeah, I don't know if she ever came back after that. Gotcha. I just didn't know if, like, you would, like, research it, make sure they got right, or just roll with it. Like, you, you already looked it up, so I'm just going to go with what you're getting me. All right. Kind of, uh, you know. Well, let's shift it from you. What's the biggest horror story you ever heard of or was around? It don't have to actually have anything to do with your work. And what was your favorite tattoo that you've ever done? Like the one you've been the most proud of? Mm, well, let's let's tackle that first. I don't man, it shifts, dude. Like I've got a, I don't know, I've got like a top probably twenty tattoos. If he don't say my damn Ninja Turtle, definitely. I was just wondering if that Coach makes Jimmy's list. Ninja Turtle. Yeah, I don't know. I, man, I can't pick a favorite. Like, there'll be an element of one. I'm super self critical. So, like, I'll look at my own piece and I'll, like, I'll just tear that motherfucker down, dude. Dude, like, let me tell you, I'm an artist. I drove all mm -hmm. through high school. I used, I was that, that kid that doing like you did with like the, the fine tip Sharpies. Mm -hmm. So, but I did a lot of those heart with like the ribbons going through them yeah. and then like the roses with the vines yeah little tribal vines yeah, yeah. oh yeah i did those so i i did a lot of that stuff in high school but uh i took a, t a poster board like the, imagine the biggest poster board that you could buy not no walmart poster board i mean like one big as this damn table i dotted it's called hetching mm. you got steepling 
Stippling. 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 Dot, dot, dot. So stippling and, and hetching. Hetching is little hatching. slash hatching. Hatch, yeah, hatch. Yeah. All right, yeah. It's been years, hatching, I'm old man. Uh, uh, so I dotted the entire tiger mm-hmm. with just dots, but then I hatch. Are you hatching? Mm-hmm. The lines around the edges so you could see, like, the outline mm-hmm. of the hair or whatever. Dude, I won first in state and national two years in a row with the same damn mm. artwork. Nice. And uh, then I done a son where I like took a exacto a knife or whatever and cut out the rays, drew it, painted like a, a orange and red backing, put a little piece of sponge to raise it up so when you walk by. Gave it a little flicker. Mm. I won second place with that two years in a row. And um, I used to love drawing and doing like doing stuff like that. Mm. I tried to draw the other day. I can't draw shit anymore. <laughs> like you lose it if you oh, don't yeah, yeah. if you don't practice yeah. it every day. Mm-hmm. Like you fucking lose that shit. That, that's where I was at. I drew through middle school, and sometime middle school, that's when I quit drawing. And I went back like three or four years later while I was in high school, and I was like, oh shit. Can't do this no more. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely a you know something you can hone and sharpen. It gets dull when you don't use. You know, it's like uh like anything that's you know people like to say it's like innate talent base, but I mean every kid like starts off you know pretty much drawing at the same level. You know, yeah. If you ever think about it, and the kids that keep drawing are Get the back. ones that have that natural drawing ability. You know. Yeah. <clears throat> and then the ones that hone that more and more and more and more. I and think more. it's like anything like jujitsu, mm-hmm. like. The, the only way to get good at jiu-jitsu, we all start in different places, but uh, it's ultimately the same place. Day we're, one all, we're all day one, spazzy, wild belt. Some people are more athletic than others, but unless they wrestled or something. But if they wrestled, then they started out just like everybody else. It, they just started out that way while they were wrestling. So I think, it, I think it's just like that. Mm-hmm. The, the more you show up, the more you do it, the better you get. I think I do feel like there's a cap to how yeah, good yeah, some yeah, people sure. can get. I think <clears> that I think that some people may have a mental block or, or whatever the fuck you want to call it. Like they could I feel like some people will not ever get to a certain mm-hmm. level of jujitsu. Maybe physical limitation. I think a lot of it, the older I get and the more things that I learn, I think it's the ability to like look at yourself and critique what you're doing like honestly a lot of people can't do that but i think that's what you know people can do that to a certain extent but i think that's what like kind of skill caps a lot of i think that like i'm all right so this is gonna sound very very freaking arrogant i don't mean it this way but i'm a badass like i'm i that sounds so arrogant Mm -hmm. but like i have trained and trained and trained and trained and trained and trained and trained till i become a badass like i do this shit every day you know what i mean but that's where I was going is you said something very like earlier that's very specific to like what you do. You'll just break yourself down. You'll look at your work and say, man, I should have made this line better. This, it'd be this one little line, mm-hmm. but it stands oh, yeah. out to you like, like this giant like uh, right in your face mm-hmm. thing. I saw. But to us, to a normal person that isn't invested. It don't it don't look that way. Mm-hmm. Like I did all this work in this room, and I can tell you, like every place that was mismeasured or whatever, my jujitsu is like that. 
if I'm doing jujitsu, I know the perfect way to do the move, right? Uh, allegedly. I know the perfect way, mm-hmm. allegedly. But then when I do it in a live role, I'm like, man, that was sloppy as hell. I knocked out a guy, and it was like 39 seconds. Um, once somebody counted it, uh, counted up how many times I kicked him, how many times I need him, uh, how many times I hit him. And it was something like, uh, I don't remember the numbers, but it was like I hit him 54 times with punches, and I kicked him once, need him three times in 39 seconds, and like knocked him out. And I got done. They raised my hand. They told me, it's like, go jump on the cage. I jumped on the cage. I raised my hand. I had this mean look on my face, and I went back to the back and they're like why are you so angry i'm like i trained really fucking hard for that i was upset that i finished it so quickly Mm. and then i was upset because i looked sloppy (laughs) and i was like i was like i just barraged this dude with punches i look like a street brawler and they was like, nah, dude, you look really good and technical i'm like fuck that you see like right here i'm dunking my head i'm throwing overhands like as fast as i beat that dude I could have come out and looked like a rock star and took a little mm. bit more time and been perfect. And I was crying. I have never told anybody this. Uh, Chase Rowden was there. Scott Harper was there. Uh, Scott fought for the WC. He was one of my early on coaches. I went back to the thing and I sat down and I cried. Mm. I had tears just running my eyes. I said, why are you crying? Because I suck. Like, dude, you just, you just got the <laughs> fastest knockout of this event ever like real knockout and i was like yeah but i looked sloppy doing it could have been better i could have been so much better i'm my biggest critic Mm -hmm. too and i think that's what sets the really really great artist whether Mm -hmm. it's drawing or jujitsu i think that's Mm -hmm. what sets us apart is the fact that we hone in on the small things and we try to constantly make it better mm. when i was painting cars i did that and i would actually end up messing up a car trying to get it better mm-hmm. sometimes it's better just to leave it alone yeah, yeah. and walk away well there's a stage tattooing where you know i i would do that kind of thing i think probably everyone like in an artistic endeavor gets through that where you like get too caught up trying to like get every single chunk you know perfect and you wind up like you know, screwing stuff up, trying to like, you know, just overdoing it. Um, I think that, you know, it's probably like a, just a stage and you kind of move past that. And then you get to the point where you're not making those, you're not having to fix those mistakes. I think like he was saying the next stage after that, as far as I've ever experienced is when you get to the point where you're like, okay, let me stop because I know I can make it better or keep trying to, but at this point is just going to keep going over and -hmm. is going to mess it up. And nobody else is going to appreciate it as much as I do. It's learning when to say, okay, that's enough. Yeah. Yeah. You, but you play music, right? Uh So it's forever's like a musician and and I'm sure you get into that too. My brother does. I get into it with art because I draw too and editing like. Okay. What do you do musically? Um, I play guitar, play drums, bass. I played guitar for six years, and then when I started tattooing, I started dwindling and dwindling, and then I just eventually like hung. Especially when I started having kids, I just I hadn't played in. Like my brother, uh, my brother played for Maple's Crown and stuff like that. Like he, 
Dude, I could have took him knowing what I know about marketing and social media and made him a huge uh, star, but he didn't want it. Who in here can do, oh, crap, I can't do it now. Can y'all do that? Nope. Not even close. That's as show, close as show the camera what he's doing. Just dexterity. That one that can touch. Oh, you can do it on that one? Not cool. this one. Uh, see, I can do it. This is my fret hand, so I've got you know a lot more mm -hmm. This would dexterity. be my fret hand because yeah. I would play uh, like this. Yeah. I can touch. Uh, I've got a lot more range. I can't do it on. That's as close as I can get. I had a friend that started teaching me, and like just a month into it, uh, he passed away. <laughs> so I just never. Like he mm. was teaching me, and he was one of my best friends. I just never picked it up again. <laughs> can't do it. I'm the bomb at Guitar Hero. <laughs> I see it, man. I was see, never that's good. Where, at... That's where that comes in because that's uh, my. See, see I could from... I could use my thumb to assist and make mm. it, but without that. It ain't happening. Yeah. That's just from no reaching, you know, different. I got fat grappling hands. Yeah, oh, yeah. These old meat hooks. So, uh, uh, well, just going down a rabbit hole. Is it that time you ask him the question? Oh, yeah. For, you know. Yeah. All right. Um, so, we ask every single person that comes onto our podcast. I know what's coming. I've listened to some. Good. <laughs> Have you ever been in a fight? Mm -hmm. And if it's more than one. Tell us your favorite one <laughs> and use uh like we're sitting there. Like like make us feel like we're there. Give us as much as detail, play as much play. information, play yeah. by play. Like what led up, how you were feeling, like the slow motion effect that your mind felt, whatever mm. it is. Like detail. Alright. I love this. This is like right. our clips. This is always for our clips. Mm -hmm. So Grew up, oldest three brothers. My brother Will was like a year and a half younger than me. So we just grew up like fighting, scrapping, you know, like brothers do all the time. Um, ooh, I guess probably my most memorable fight would be in high school. I don't want to say the guy's name, I guess. I mean, we're cool now. Like, you know, um, I've tattooed him. Like, you know, whatever. We're cool now. Um, we were cool immediately afterwards, but it all started with, I was a little bit of an asshole in high school. Like I'd like to make people laugh. I'd make jokes at others experience. I mean, it wasn't like a physical bully, but I would like, you know, a mental bully. Yeah. More or less. Yeah. But that's okay. That's what, that's what builds character. Yeah. You're a character builder. <laughs> so anyway, I was a, let me just go ahead and frame this. I was a fucking bad dude in this situation. <laughs> I deserved to get my ass kicked. I did not, but I deserved it. So anyway, we were hanging out at my buddy Derek's house, and uh, everybody had everybody had uh, Southern Links back then. I don't dude, know I love mine. That. I miss it. I wish we still had those. So I, I think pretty sure it was on a Southern Link, and somebody had this guy's girlfriend's number on that Southern Link, and I started talking to her. Just started talking shit. Like, I wasn't trying to, like, you know, get with her. I was just being stupid, just talking all kind of outrageous. Was there alcohol involved? No, I don't think so. I don't think. He yeah, was like, no, I this was, is I yeah, had no excuse. Yeah, this I was is just, just a yeah, this is right after school, man. Like <laughs> I was just cutting the fool, just being a just being a mean idiot. <laughs> Most of it talking to her, I don't think was even mean. I was just being stupid, and I was just getting laughs out of the guys around me. And uh, anyway, you. that went on for a little bit, and then uh, her boyfriend found out, and. Uh, he wasn't happy about it. I'm pretty sure he got on the phone. Went on DMX. On yeah, it. no, yeah. I think he got on the phone and wasn't happy about it. And I wouldn't norm, you know, if it was just me and him on the phone, I'd probably been like, "Yeah, you're right. I'm sorry, or whatever." 
But I had, you know, my little crew of dudes around me and you had a laughing. Face. Yeah. So then I got to be like, well, shit, I can't apologize now. I'm going to be a punk. So I had to start talking shit to him. So anyway, <laughs> it was like, he'll, you know, I'll beat your ass, dude. I'm like, okay, whatever. Let's, uh, <clears throat> fuck you. Let's, uh, let's let it happen. And, uh, so what happens? We get to school. I'm pretty sure neither one of us really wanted to fight each other. We it was just, just like, yeah, we got just, to now. Yeah, yeah. Like we said it in front of our group. He said it in front of his crew. I remember somehow it got planned that we were supposed to meet <laughs> at the feed mill in Cochrane, Colonial Feed and Seed. I don't know if y'all shout out. Y'all know where the bridge? Y'all know where the bridge? So if you look off the left side of the bridge, there's there like is. there's a silo, yeah. little uh, the big barn right there. Well, anyway, it's like a little turnaround right there. That was a good spot for fights. Um, so anyway, somehow, I don't remember how it got planned, but somehow it got arranged, probably not even by us, the dudes fighting, probably by our crews. <laughs> <laughs> it was arranged. We were, yeah, like, well, damn, we're fighting here? So uh, <clears throat> so sure? anyway, I remember my friends were driving me there. It's like three or four of were us. Were they gassing you up? Or were they like, oh, man, little, you, yeah, you don't little, have to? Yeah, a were little they bit. good friends? Were they like, man, you don't have to do this? Or were they like... Oh, you got this. Let's fuck him up. Like, what did you I have? think it's a little bit of both. Um, they were more just kind of, I think they were just kind of glad for some entertainment. They didn't really give a <laughs> shit what happened, you know? If he dies. <laughs> if he, he dies, dies, he dies. dies. It'll be funny. <laughs> fuck it. He'll probably deserve it. Anyway, yeah. so they drove me there, and I was, you know, pretty nervous on the way there. And then I get there, and damn, uh, the other dude's got like fucking 30 people, like, Everybody knew about this shit. So there's like 30 people out there surrounding us. So I'm like, there's no way to get out of this now. Like somebody's fighting today. If any of somebody else out here is going to start a fight. So uh, I don't, I remember we pulled up into this like huge crew of folks. I didn't know if I was going to get jumped or what, but I couldn't punk out. So I got out of the car and I remember I walked around the truck or a truck or something like that. And he like came popping up out of there and he swung one good punch, and he caught me in the lip, and he busted my lip pretty good. I think I still got a scar in there now where my tooth got pushed up yeah. in there. But anyway, after that, I don't remember exactly what happened. We connected, and I just started tearing his ass up. And we wound up. I had him. He was on his knees on the ground, and I was behind him, and I was tagging him in the head and the face, and he'd turn away from me, and I'd reach down there with that one arm and pry it off, and I'd tag him until he turned and covered up and then I'd swap arms and tag and cover him up until he was eventually calling for everybody like help yeah, yeah. help 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 somebody ran and pushed me off and uh <clears throat> so I went over there and started drinking some water and they're like trying to get him back up and stuff like that and they made this dude get out there and fight me again I'm like <laughs> well fight ain't over he's still ready to go so I'm like god damn me I just kicked his ass once but if he wants to go again we'll go again so we squared up again and I started beating his ass again. Um, I wish I knew jujitsu then. It would have been way more efficient than, uh, you know, just fucking waylaying. Uh, <clears throat> pretty sure we wound. I think I had him down on the ground and I got my knees on top of him. And I was just, I had his arms pinned with my knees and I was just about to like really fuck this dude up. And then one of his friends ran up and pushed me off again. And uh, I think they think they made him fight me again after that they made us line up they drew like lines in the sand because we were both like tired remember they drew like 
They drew like lines. He in had there. some bad friends. <clears throat> the, we, 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 see, we were like young, man. We were. I may have they been 10th grade. He was like ninth grade. And then we were out there with a bunch of. Yeah, we were out there with a bunch of like 11th and 12th grade and older dudes, too. Out there, just like egging us, you know, they were all like just watching the fight. And we were they like, wanted someone. To yeah, die. we were kind of already got a concussion. Like, we go fight again. Yeah, we were kind of fucking stuck in this thing. Like, man, I can't back out. All these dudes still want us to fight, so I just, I guess, I got to keep beating this dude up until they're satisfied. <laughs> 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 you know, they like ask you, like, "Are you done? You you ready for Mars?" I'm like, "Well, yeah, I guess, whatever. yeah, fuck. I'm not I mean, done. He's yeah. got to, he's got to say, yeah, he's done. right." So it was, so it was like that thing where nobody wanted to say they were done. Um. I remember they drew like lines in the sand, like, all right. So, uh, God, I can't remember what happened. No, this may have been the time that I got him on the ground. It may have just been two rounds. I think it may have been two rounds because we were both like tired from that first round, I think. It may have been two rounds. They drew the, li- the lines in the sand. And I stepped over it and I was going to wait on him to come to me, and he didn't. So I went to him. I think that's when I got him on the ground. Right when I had him pinned and was about to give him a real bad day, they came and knocked me off again. I think that was the end of it. Um, he's about to have a real bad day. <laughs> uh, That's I, I could, man, I could have it all mixed up, dude. Like this was, God, when was I in high school? It was like yeah, it's yeah, been 10th grade. Yeah. I've been out for been shit over 10 years. Yeah. All I could think that whole story was how you started out. Like, man, what if you were still like a bad person, just a dick and you tattooed him? You could have really fucked him up. <laughs> no, I mean, we were pretty much. So I think he was still trying to act a little hard at school after that. And I knew I'd already kind of won. So I was like, well, I mean, you, know, you got to whatever, dude. How like you got to act. We know what happened. And, but like, you know, a month or two after that, like we were cool. You know, we talked and speak and stuff like that. It's funny. Like um, I've threw beatings with guys and then we become friends. Like mm-hmm. Usually that's that's how that plays out. But it's so strange to me how people act tough. After like it doesn't shut them up. I mm-hmm. used to I used to be a hard believer in like or a firm believer in like you shut people up by whooping their ass. Yeah, it, it doesn't work. It doesn't work out like that. Uh, I slammed a dude at Walmart, um, <laughs> re- like recently, and um, not not because I wanted to. Don't don't get that twisted. It was just you were scared. Yeah, it was just one of those things. I was scared. It happened. And, like, I went knee to belly and just had his – like, I never punched him. Mm-hmm. I hit him with the earth. I mean, I'm sure he was sore as hell the next day because I knocked all the air out of him because it was a throw. Mm-hmm. But I just went knee to belly and had his, his Walmart vest and his pants <clears throat> and knee to belly, and I was riding him out. He was trying to smack me. And I was just kind of good posture mm-hmm. riding him out. And um, this old lady was like, you need to leave. Said, yes, ma'am. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to leave. <laughs> I let the guy up. To leave, I'm like, all right, I'm letting you up. I'm letting you up. He's still ready to go. Dude, I let him up. And he's like, that's what I thought. I told you you wasn't coming in here. <laughs> like, uh, you could do what the fuck I told you to do, boy. Uh, and I'm like, really? Really? Mm-hmm. Like this, that lady just saved you, mm-hmm. sir. I just was like, okay. I didn't say anything. I was just like, okay. You're yeah. right. You, you got it. But I hit that dude with the planet. <laughs> you like, felt it the next day. Oh, he felt it. I know. You know how I know he felt it? Because you felt I it. I felt it. And I didn't even hit the ground. I landed on him. And, like, I was sore. And I don't know if I was sore. I grapple every day. I don't know if I was sore because my adrenaline hit me. Mm. Or if it's just different when you try to kill somebody when you throw them. Because it may be that it's just different when you throw somebody on mm. concrete and you're trying to kill them. Because I had every intention... 
of killing that dude when he landed. Mm-hmm. He survived. Now, good on him. One of the strongest things I remember from that fight is the next day, dude, I felt like I got hit by a fucking truck. Like, the dude, he got one good lick on me. You know, he may, he may attack me a couple other times, but I didn't have any black eyes. I didn't have, you know, nothing. You probably used a bunch of muscles oh, yeah. that you yeah, haven't yeah, ever yeah, used, yeah, and you yeah. was probably I mean, I felt like, yeah, I felt like I got my ass kicked the next day just, like, just stiff and sore and just beat up, just bruises from rolling around, you know, that kind of shit. And throwing um, punches uh, oh, constantly, yeah. just that tense. Yeah, or, oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, how did the guy feel? That's what I want to know. He had to feel I don't right. know. Man, we never really talked about it after that. You should ask him. Yeah, I should. I want you to go find that Walmart employee and get him to tell you how he felt <laughs> yeah. the next day. Dude, that dude was big, too. He was like mm-hmm. 6'3", like 250, maybe 280. He was big, dude. He was... I would not be scared to say... A little bit smaller than Adam. Mm. It wasn't quite as big as Adam, as a uh, big as Adam. He was. He was yeah. probably tall as Adam. I about to say maybe Adam now because Adam has lost a lot yeah, of weight. Yeah, yeah, maybe Adam now. Dude, that dude was huge, mm. and I was thankful he was wearing a Walmart vest. <laughs> that, that's the reason I was able to ride him out into. Ah, uh, you can hold on to that. Vest. Oh, I had yeah. that vest. I had that vest and that and his and his khakis. Bro, I wasn't going nowhere. Rode that motherfucker like a bull. Got to do a baseball bat trick with the vest. Oh yeah, start wrapping it around the neck. Kill him. If he would have, if he would have stuck his hand in my face and mouth like that one more time, I was probably fixing to just bash his head. Mm. I never hit him though. I never, I never hit him. I mean, I hit him with the earth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I didn't ever hit him with my hands or nothing else. Uh, maybe a little bit what you need when you landed on him, Neil Bell. Oh, I knocked all the air yeah. out of him. He hit the ground. Poof! He went. Ugh! And then it was knee to belly, and then it was like I dropped that hard. That was that was hard. Yeah. But I mean, I didn't take his back and like smack him in the face or nothing like that, like Chris did. So. Yeah. <laughs> Is that, if I'd have known more, if I'd actually known how to fight, then you know, probably just oh, hurt yeah. him bad. It yeah, it would have been way worse for him. Yeah. Yeah. You find most people they uh they like the idea of fighting, but once they get hit that one time, they're like, I don't like it no more. You know, uh, <laughs> I got a lot of friends that uh, I, I even today to this day, I, you hear people say, "I like to fight, I like to fight," and I'm, I always correct them. Like you like to win. No, you like mm. winning fights. You don't like to fight. Mm. You like to win. There's a huge difference between liking to fight. They like the feeling of winning. Yeah, they like know. to win fights. Most right. of the fights that I've been in, even at you know, even I pretty much more or less won almost every you know minus yeah. you know almost all the fights that I've been in. I guess me and my brother you know gotten some ties and stuff. I guess I was lucky enough that I usually only seriously fought dudes that were my size or a little smaller. Yeah, like I didn't get no sure enough big old tanky dudes. Uh. <clears throat> But God dang, dude, I always felt like I got my ass kicked, you know, the next day, just sore and beat up feeling, even if I won. I think the worst I ever felt, I actually talked about it on this podcast. Um, I fought a guy in a gas station, and, man, uh, my friend picked a fight. Actually, the guy picked a fight with us because I pulled through the gas pump. Mm-hmm. Like, I was pulling a parking spot, mm-hmm. and I, I pulled past the pump, and... He needed the pump or wanted the pump, and he let his window down. And everybody knows me. I know everybody. It's a small-ass town. 
I thought it was somebody that knew me, and I was on the phone. So I let the window down and, like, see who it was. And this dude's like, next time you see me coming, you better get the fuck out of my way. And I was like, all right. And I just <laughs> let my window back up. I didn't care. Mm. I was like, uh, oh, my bad. Like, this dude's an idiot. I pull up. My friend Chris gets out. The guy pulls into a different pump, and he goes over there. Now, I've seen the tape since then, but at the time, I didn't know. But Chris walked over to him, tapped on his window. You know me? You know me? And he's like, nope, but I can get to know you. And he unfolded and got himself out of that <laughs> car. This mug, I'm not making this up. That dude was every bit of six eight, <laughs> every bit of six eight, probably three fifty. Not nah, not exaggerating. I call Chris up right now. That dude was huge. So his first mistake was letting him out the car. Yeah, <laughs> I wouldn't. Have. As soon as I seen him unfolding to get out of that thing, I'd have kicked the door in his face. He'd have, I'd have just been like, bam, 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 please don't get out. Just kidding, get back in. Knock him a few good times and run. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But what Chris did is Chris backed all the way up. And I'm talking on the phone. I'm actually talking on the phone to his girlfriend that he cheated on and got caught. <laughs> and I'm trying to, or I don't know, I don't know what happened. I hope she don't listen to this podcast. <laughs> I actually Are they still don't. Together? No, I actually don't know the whole story, but I was just trying to get them to make up, mm. and that's that was as far as we're going with that part of it. The <laughs> other part of it is I'm sitting there on the phone, I was like, "Nah, he loves you," and he's like, "What?" Well, he just peers out of the corner of my eye, so I look over there and I see him, and then I hear something, bang! Dude smacks the back of my truck. I'm in a full size Dodge Ram. I don't know if you guys know how big these trucks are. Like a 1994 Dodge Ram. Mm. I look out the back glass, and all I can see is this dude's chest. <laughs> out the, the All the way back there, the whole mm -hmm. back of the truck. I can't see his face, not just his chest. And he like runs up and grabs Chris, and I jump out. I'm like, hey, man, let him go. And he's like, fuck you, boy. You're next. I'm like, no, hell I'm ain't. <laughs> and um, I end up like slamming him. I, I try to choke him out, slam him into a moving truck. Uh, it was crazy. But I went into the store because Chris got me off of him because he was like, they're calling the police. And I was like, who's calling the police? They're like, people inside. I'm like, so in my mind, I know everybody. Mm -hmm. I go in the store every day of my life. Like, there's some saving grace here like because I know them. Mm -hmm. We're friends, right? Hell no. I open the door. I'm like, hey, y'all see that guy hit me? They're like, nah, but we seen you whoop his ass. I'm like, oh, I got to go. <laughs> so I jump in my truck and I leave. I come back the next day like nothing happened. I'm at the store and Miss Pam calls me over there. She's like, come here, honey. I'm like, hey, Miss Pam. She's like, hey, sugar. Let me ask you something. She got a remote in her hand like this. She goes, that you? <laughs> this is what you see on camera. You see Chris walk out of frame towards that man's car. You see Chris walk back in the frame, and now Chris is out of frame again. Mm. You see that man walk up. It looks like he just sets his hand on my truck like that. Don't look like he hit my truck. It don't look like anything. It looks like he just done that and just set his hand on my truck. Then he walks out of frame. You see me get out. 
do something like that. And then you see me walking back with him in a rear naked choke, <laughs> carrying him backwards, him like trying to get away, smacking back like this. I let him go. He falls. As he's falling, he spins and like swings. He, his fingers like whisk, whisk my lips. I hit him with a flying knee. He falls. Boom. His shoes are still sitting where I hit him at. <laughs> then you see me slam him into a truck just driving through the parking lot and just smash his face in like this. And then I look up and I'm, I'm like. <laughs> oh, shit. And then I'm like, oh. Then you the next camera pivots. You see me run in a store and I go, y'all see him hit me? No, we seen you whoop his ass. Oh, well, I got to go. And now I'm leaving. And you, my truck is painted like a damn marble countertop. It's gray and black. It's got a custom paint job on it because that's what I did at the time. Mm. Beautiful truck. Only one on the planet like it. She's like, is that you? I looked that woman straight in her eyes and said, that looks like me, but nah, that ain't me. She said, Honey, he drove off with thirty-two dollars worth of gas. Somebody needs to pay this gas, or we got to turn this tape over to the police. Hmm. And I said, I didn't take thirty-two dollars worth of gas. My papa was standing behind me. He smacked me. You better pay that gas. I said, I ain't got it, papa. Papa said he paid it. The last time I seen my papa, he passed away like two weeks later. Mm -hmm. But he kept me from going to jail. He paid my mm -hmm. my the guy that I beat up gas because that dude got up off the ground, just hung his gas pump up and drove off. He might have forgot he even pumped gas. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, dang. But that dude was huge. Off. Like when I grabbed him in the rear naked choke, like I leaned him back. He stood up and like. Whipped his shoulders. My feet was like that fucking high mm. off the ground. I had to hang on him like this and knee him again to get him back in that <laughs> that choke, dude. But yo, you want to talk about sore? Yeah, I bet, dude. Oh my god, I, that's the sorest I've ever been. All the kickboxing matches, the taekwondo matches, the couple of MMA fights. That is the by far the sorest I've mm. ever been because that dude. Like, when he stood up and I was trying to pull him down, he was whipping me and, like, shaking me. It was ridiculous, dude. But, yeah, I slammed him into a, a, a moving red <laughs> Chevrolet. It was coming through the parking lot, like, 10 miles, 15 mile an hour, and I slammed him into it. Boom! Try, I was trying to throw him under it. <laughs> but he hit the side of the bed with his head, and then his ass hit the back tire, and he fell. <laughs> And I just was like smashing him. I was just punching him. And Chris, Chris was going, no, Jimbo, no. <laughs> like, stop. I'm like, what do you mean stop? He just grabbed you. <laughs> anyway. Man, if was, only you'd have had the foresight to get that tape. Bro, I asked for it. Oh, yeah? I Did swear you? to yeah. God, I wanted that tape. I was, like, going to keep that shit. But like, look how big this motherfucker was to show everybody. <laughs> and uh, Miss Pam wouldn't give it to me. Mm. I asked Miss Pam. But to this day, when I go into American Jacks and McCray, they call me champ. <laughs> <laughs> to this day, I'm champ. What up, champ? Uh, yeah, yeah. That's a funny story. Good story to end on. Yeah. I've told it on here before. Uh, but anyway... Uh, 
Chris, I want to have you on again. We didn't get to really get in because I run my damn mouth mm -hmm. too much. Uh, I really want to talk about like uh, your jujitsu and how you're feeling about like your boys being in it. And we, I didn't get into a whole lot of that today because we we're in a kind of hurry. We're gonna go help one of our other friends mm -hmm. and stuff. But um, I kind of want to get into that with you because um, I think it's cool just seeing your whole family do it and like how you guys like. Your boys are gangster. Like, I love watching them yes, grapple. Yeah. It's just so cool. And I can see your temperament in them, mm. but I also see that fire where they don't want to lose mm -hmm. and stuff. It's one thing I can say about you, dude, is you never come in here, like, with that, I want to murder everybody. You always have nice, like, you never even went through that. Like, you was tense, mm -hmm. but you never went through that, like, I'm going to squeeze your fucking head off stage that most white belts go through and i the advancement that i'm seeing in your style and stuff is really cool to watch hmm. so i wish i could see it which i guess it you know i was thinking about sometimes i'll kind of you know like i'll leave here and i'm like god dang it dude i'm not feel like i'm not doing anything and then i have to remind myself like i'm training with the same motherfuckers that train that i've been training with for the past five months except they come fucking four or five six seven days a week I'm in here three. Like, no wonder I can't do nothing to them but just, like, hang on and hope I don't, you know. It's funny, though, man, because um, yeah, I know you don't see it because it feels like you're drowning the whole time. Mm. But, man, I see it. And, I, like, I see them having a hard time with you, and you don't realize it. You don't mm. realize how much you're doing or how much they're having to work to keep you in that that space to yeah. stay ahead mm. i see it like dude you're, you're picking up quick and i don't know if it's because you're like me a lot and you're like you just dive in so deep to everything and you got to learn every aspect of it i'm like that really bad mm -hmm. but i can tell that you're like gaining traction and you're learning it's cool to watch um oh, yeah. dude he's he picked up truck right away like you didn't have a choice. I walk. I came in the the first two weeks. I came and like that's all we did was trucks. So it's like <laughs> learn it or go back home. So yeah, but you you learned yeah. it and you actually do it and understand it better than a lot of people. Mm. And I don't know if that's because it was the first thing you learned. That and then I rolled with Jay and Daddy a lot, and they loved the trucks. So yeah, I get trucked all the time by them dudes. So I'm just scratching little scabs of knowledge off of them when they're trucking me. Guys, dude, you you come in during truck month though. Mm -hmm. That's yeah. what we was calling it truck month, and mm -hmm. that's when you come in. So, but you learned it, you and uh, Ashley. Ashley. Oh yeah, Ashley. I watch her roll, and she's trucking fuckers. I'm like, damn, two two. Mm -hmm. uh, she's killing it. Yeah, it's fun though. Anyway, uh, guys, that's Tech Talk with Chris Libby, Bam Bam Lee, Trevi Trev. Oh, it died. Your camera always dies. <laughs> It, it's hot. You know what's you know what's cool though. You can switch camera to me. Look, <coughs> look now, Trevi Trev. Look at that. All right, but here's a cool thing. I bought another power supply, and I'm just gonna leave it plugged right there so that when we do this, we can just plug your camera in. <laughs> All right. Because I bought it and it's been on the shelf, and I just haven't hooked Ooh. it up yet. But I got you, homie. It right. won't happen to you again. Lazy. Need to get that yeah. done. Got to get it done. Especially we're doing four at a time now. But anyway, guys, you can find us on Anchor uh, or Coach Jimmy underscore tech YouTube. Make sure you like, subscribe, hit the bell. 
uh, Libstar Tattoos. Is that mm-hmm. right? Yep. At, li- yes. at Libstar Tattoos on Instagram. Right at Libstar oh. Tattoos on Instagram. Mm-hmm. And uh, guys, check his artwork out. If you don't do anything else, you don't learn anything else from us today, check that shit out. He's right there in one of Robbins, right? Yep. Dude, the man is gangster. Y'all got to see my turtle. It's on my page, Coach Jimmy underscore tech. It, he freehanded that thing like onto a tablet and then put it on my body. It was amazing. I was I was impressed. And he did it in like an hour and a half. Like the whole thing. Drew it. Like I just kind of gave him my idea of what I wanted. He drew it up and put it on me in like an hour and a half. It's the most gangster thing I ever seen in my whole life. I loved it. It was it was awesome watching the process. The dude is really, really good and it's worth the wait. Uh, I'm going to get another one. It's worth the wait. Get on his books. And you guys have an amazing week, amazing day. Thank you so much for being here, Chris. Bam, Trevor. Peace.